You're listening to BuddhistGeeks.com, April 9th, 2007, Episode 14, A Crisis of Curiosity. In this episode, Gwimbel interviews Annie McQuaid, a current student of Gimpo Roshi and a regular reader of the site. A large part of their conversation focuses on a controversial article that Brad Warner, who will be one of our future guests, published on SuicideGirls.com, criticizing Gimpo Roshi and the Big Mind process. Please be warned that this is a highly controversial episode, and the publishers here at Buddhist Geeks are not taking sides for or against Gimpo Roshi and the Big Mind process or Brad Warner. We simply want to probe into this very real issue of Western Buddhist teachers having strongly opposing opinions, even within the same tradition. This is a standalone episode. If you're interested in sponsoring our podcast, please visit www.buddhistgeeks.com forward slash advertise. Hi, Annie. Hi. (laughs) Okay, so thanks for doing the interview with us today. Oh, well, I'm just totally delighted to do this with you. You're the first um, woman to be interviewed on uh, Buddhist Geeks, so congratulations. Oh, well, thank you. I... I, uh... I don't hope to speak for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking for yourself should be sufficient. Yeah, yeah, I'll speak for myself. Cool. So, yeah, maybe that's a good place to start. Um, Where, you know, I'm really interested in women in Buddhism, and uh, your voice has been in the community for some time now. So how did you get your start? Oh, gosh, it's so long ago. Um, I was 25. I was living in India. We used to meditate a lot, and um, I really disliked it. (laughs) Um, it's funny that I continue to do something that I can't say I always like that was when I read uh, Pema Chodron you know she wasn't she wasn't popular like she is now a lot of the teachers weren't as popular then and um, I went to go sit with her and um, studied with her and that's kind of how it all started her message at the time seemed to make the most sense to me of all the different kind of stuff that I heard out there. So you started with Shambhala then? Yeah, I, you know, I never really felt like I was studying with Shambhala. I always felt like I, you know, was just studying with Pema Chodron. I never really kind of aligned with uh, lineage until I came in contact with Mazumi Roshi's lineage. And is that what you're currently studying or what? Yeah, I am a, I'm a student of Genpa Roshi's. Gimpo Roshi is making a splash. He may not even know it, but he's kind of in the scene on uh, like the circles of blogs and stuff that that we track at Buddhist Geeks, you know? Yeah. So what do you make of it? Um, which which uh, which splash are you referring to? You're referring to uh, Brad Warner's? I sure am. Yeah. And Suicide Girls. We could talk about that, too, if you want. Oh, yeah. I don't really know Suicide Girls. Well... Um, I'm kind of of the mind that, you know, just discussing it, I I feel this um, bind, right? I love Roshi. I love what he does. I think it works. It's worked for me, right? But I think it's just fascinatingly easy in the Buddhist world or any world, for that matter, to get into the right and wrong game. Now, you say that, and instantly it seems like you're naive and incapable of discerning. Of course, I am capable of discerning, but I don't find much use for 
trashing other people, particularly if you've never even tried it. Um, and, 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 you know, I just, I just, uh, I think everybody's really entitled to their own opinion. And it's not that I'm even against anger. I just find the dialogue uh, just, just deeply unsatisfying. <laughs> I find the dialogue unsatisfying. That's what it is. And um, I find that met many people in all kinds of professions, including spirituality, whether student or teacher, come across as if they know. You know, I wrote about this yesterday or whenever it was on that blog where someone just like intensely criticized Fleet. And it's not even like I'm defending Fleet. You know, it's like, what, what do I care what people think about me or Fleet? It's not, not a lot, you know? Um, but it's that they come across like, I know what this is. I know who you are. And furthermore, I know you're full of shit. And let me be the first to proclaim it. Despite the fact that I've never met you. I've never tried this process. And I'm under 25. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not in all cases. I mean, there's a bunch of people like this that are, you know, about to die. They're so old. But I just, um, that whole thing is so uh, strange to me. Do you think it's one of the reasons perhaps that a lot of women aren't involved in Buddhism? Because the dialogue can get so, um, I mean, like what you're referring to, it's just very conclusive like oh this this can't be possible or oh this person is full of shit or whatever and it just it really does shut down those lines of communication that i think women really value having open yeah you know i mean i i guess i would look at it it's a, that's a very interesting question you know um i would look at it not as that women don't come to conclusions or that women themselves aren't full of shit you know as ken used to say which one of the comments that so endeared me to him was men and women are neck and neck in the stupid race. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but that, um, you know, I, I suspect that perhaps women do value relationships more where perhaps men do value battling out ideas. And it's not to say that I'm not against battling out ideas. It's just, some of the things that I read and the way they're presented seem to me to lack a fundamental sense of curiosity. You know, absolutely like a crisis of curiosity. <laughs> How do we bring it back? How do we bring back that question asking and that curiosity? Can we? I mean, you stick your neck out there by leaving a comment saying, let's open this up, you know, so... How do we, yeah. how do we get that dialogue happening? I, I think it's really hard. Um, the only place that I would know where to start other than in my work is just with myself. Um, you know, how do I, how do I even remain curious about what Brad Warner has to offer when he seems to be taking a dump on the blogosphere? Um, and how do I, not come to too many conclusions about him and how do I remain open to the possibility that he could be like a really fun guy? You know what I mean? Um, so I just try to stay fairly flexible in my own mind. And, you know, do you see, do you see kind of the bind in discussing this? Because if I say, you know, I'd rather be happy than right, 
then I sound like I'm dumb and incapable of discernment. If I say I'd rather be right than happy, then I sound like a closed-minded fool. So there's, there's got to be some place where we can cultivate curiosity and, and keep the bullshit meter intact. All right. Well, Annie, it's been really great talking with you today. And um, Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Maybe we can do a follow-up in the very near future. That'd be great. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. This has been a presentation of BuddhistGeeks.com. Copyright 2007. Music in this podcast provided by C for Chaos. For more great music and writing, visit his blog at www.cforchaos.com. Join us for the fourth annual Buddhist Geeks Conference, hosted in partnership with Mindful Cyborgs and Shambhala Sun from October 16th through the 19th in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. This year's conference will be exploring the convergence of Buddhism with modern culture and technology through informative keynote presentations, idea-packed TED-style talks, self-organizing community dialogues, and contemplative workshops and practice periods. This year's list of presenters includes the world's most quantified man, Chris Dancy, abbot of the village Zendo in New York City, Roshi Pat Enkyo O'Hara, and pragmatic Dharma provocateur, Daniel Ingram, as well as many others. For more information and to register, visit BuddhistGeeks.com slash conference. After nearly a year in private beta, the Buddhist Geeks Network is now open for any independent practitioners who want to engage in interdependent practice. You can find out more about the Buddhist Geeks Network by visiting BuddhistGeeks.network. And if you'd like to join the community and join us in regular social meditation practice or other events that we host there in the network, all freely offered, you're very welcome to do so, again, by visiting BuddhistGeeks.network. Love to see you there.